Hello, hello. I'm going to speak up a little bit louder. And I welcome everyone back to the kitchen table. This is the kitchen table where you know we always break it up, chop it up, and put it back together again. And I'm glad that you chose to come back to the table. And we've got a special guest here today to talk about a very special topic. And I want you to say hello to Bonnie Beribi. Is that said it correctly? I messed that up. Beribi. Beribi. Bonnie Beribi. That's right. Bonnie, will you say hello and just tell us who you are? Hello, it's very nice to be here, and it's very uh, very apropos that it's the kitchen table since I'm a dietitian. So this is a great uh, great setting. So I am a registered licensed dietitian, and I've been uh, a dietitian forever, as my children would say, a hundred years. Uh, <laughs> I've had a very varied career. I graduated from the University of Houston. Um, my first job was at Rice University, and I got my master's, and then 10 years, I was the food service director at Memorial Hermann downtown, and I've worked for industry, I've worked for um, pretty much everything, and 25 years ago, I decided to open my own practice, and so I am um, a registered licensed dietitian nutritionist. Uh, and I've been in practice servicing food service, individuals, schools, anybody that needs a dietitian. I'm also very, very involved with the education of dietitians, and I have been on three faculties and also am a site re was a site reviewer for accreditation. So I'm very, very committed to uh, people that want to go into this profession. So Bonnie, why did you Go into your own business. You, you had so many platforms you were involved in or boards and all that. Why, why start your own business? Well, it's kind of interesting because my, when, um, I, my first job at Rice, my ex-husband was uh, drafted into the Army, and we moved to Tacoma, Washington. And I was a dietitian there in the hospital. And across the street was a, in those days, they called them nursing homes. We don't really use that term much anymore. So I had an um, opportunity to consult there also. So I got interested in consulting way back when. And then when I was at Herman, Herman at that time, it was the Herman, um, not Memorial Herman, had uh, affiliated hospitals all over the state. And my dietitians on my staff, we would go and do the dietitian consulting there. So I've always had an interest in consulting and I just got to a point that I decided to bite the bullet and did it. And I've had all the joys and sorrows of running a business. <laughs> yeah, I like you said, joys and sorrows. Amen. Now, Bonnie, you know, I got to ask you the all prevailing question and that what is a dietitian? I'm glad you asked that question. And if you decide to um, have services or counseling or uh, what what is a dietitian? <clears throat> a dietitian is actually now we're also called registered, licensed uh, dietitian nutritionists, and I'll tell you why. A dietitian has a four year degree. Uh, they now are required to have a master's degree. Um, they intern in an improved internship, and uh, it's science based, evidence based. 
and but you can go into all kinds of different areas but you must graduate from an approved program be accepted in an internship successfully um, complete the internship and pass a very rigorous exam so a dietitian is different than a nutritionist although now we are the same we is a registered licensed dietitian nutritionist unfortunately uh you i don't mean that's the way it sounds but you could call yourself a nutritionist okay it, that's a very broad term but okay. always get your services from a registered licensed dietitian nutritionist a lot of people call themselves nutritionists with no uh, a formal education or mm -hmm. maybe maybe some classes <laughs> or that kind of thing but if you go to a hospital or a physician or a science-based program you have to be they have to be a dietitian so there is a difference okay right all right well wow thank you for the clarity on it we've heard dietitian but we hear more about nutritionists and we didn't know the actual differences on there so thank you for just giving us the exact uh, delineation on that the other question i have for you is in the midst of this COVID pandemic what are some observations that you are seeing as it relates to health and diet because a lot of people are are home and 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 they're all jumbled together and they're frustrated they got stress and fatigue and they've got you know zoom fatigue and everything else what are you seeing as a dietitian well, it's very interesting. I just had a, a patient just a little bit ago, and we were discussing that same thing. Unfortunately, <clears throat> it can bring out the best and the worst in a person, if that mm. makes any mm. kind of sense. Some yeah. people have really turned on to cooking, mm -hmm. and they've, they're using this time to learn to do new products or new uh, recipes, but and we also are finding that people have gone the other direction which means that they're overeating not necessarily the good things um so we're seeing weight gain we're seeing some problems with cholesterol and if you're diabetic we're yeah. seeing some issues there mainly because they're out of a routine you know mm -hmm. they're, they're, they're and the food's easy it just go and get it out of the cabinet or they're eating out a lot and the the one industry <laughs> that's really surviving and really doing well is the fast food industry more than other restaurants because you can just drive up and pick it up they never did close down yeah Where restaurants you can go get it but the fast food part of the restaurant business is um, really taken off and a lot of that i'm not saying that everything you get in a fast food restaurant's not healthy i'm not saying that but it's a little mm -hmm easier to not be quite as healthy if yeah, you're relying yeah. on a lot of fast food so we see it both ways so bonnie with that in mind you said that there's, there's the weight gain what is your perspective on weight loss programs or, or dieting what side of the pendulum do you fall on when it comes to that you know uh kenneth and i talk about this um a lot and um there is no quick fix. I wish mm -hmm. I had one. I wouldn't, I'd be a zillionaire. There is no quick fix. However, in the United States, we spend billions of dollars on quick fixes, or we think they're quick fixes. Mm -hmm. Th this diet, that diet, this pill, that pill. 
Um, and unfortunately, really, it's food, it's calories in, calories out, the right calories in, the right calories out, exercise, and be mindful of what you're eating. Cut down on the processed foods, um, make good choices. But unfortunately, again, when people are more affluent, they tend to have their diets many times are less nutritious than when people are not as affluent because mm. they're they have the luxury of going in and buying foods that may or may not be that healthy so i think a lot of it is um, i don't really very often talk about weight with patients okay. i talk about are you healthy yeah and that's where we start and because weight is just weight's a number Mm -hmm. uh, BMI is a number, right. but are you healthy? That's what I really want to help people be is healthy. And yeah, people are making a fortune, a fortune on weight management. So Bonnie, when you say healthy, what do you mean when you say it? When I say healthy, it means well, it, the only objective data you really have to know if you're healthy are your vital signs, your blood pressure, your glucose, your lab values, your um, stamina, your ability to move, your, if your uh, organs are functioning like your mm -hmm. liver and your kidneys and your heart. So first of all, let's get healthy. Mm -hmm. Weight will come. Mm -hmm. But we're so focused many times on the weight loss that it, the weight loss programs can be unhealthy. The pills, Ooh. the, the things that people, so get good science-based information. If you're going to go on some type of weight management program under a physician so that you're not making bad choices. So healthy to me is, are your labs good? How do you feel? How do you right. feel emotionally? How do you feel physically? So weight is one indicator. Which but one does indicator? that mean that you're healthy? No. You know, but you said something that I, it may have been stated before, I just didn't catch it. But you said even some of these weight loss programs can be unhealthy. Mm -hmm. I, I've never heard that stated before. I'm, I'm sure it's oh, been yeah. implied, but they can be very unhealthy and somewhat addictive too, it seems like. Well, the problem is that if there's any kind of medication associated with it, yeah, yeah, that's can be you really need to do that under the management of a physician because you may have underlying situations that those medications or whatever could not work well with. So, and the money, the money, money is yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a very good indicator, too. So, some are just unhealthy as, mm -hmm. as far as, yeah, you can, I mean, you can lose weight if you want to start tonight, just quit eating. Is that healthy? No. no, 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 it's not. So, what I'm saying is, people are they'll only one, eat one meal a day, or there's several things on uh, Facebook and different. Uh, TV channels of drinks or mm -hmm. drink this or mm, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But the trouble is that that people want they want a quick fix. They wanted to weigh what they did when they were 
25. Well, <laughs> yeah. that's a nice thought, okay? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. you're going to have to work at it in a different direction. And we don't want to do the work. We'll do the work. I'm, Bonnie, how I'm, Go ahead. Sorry, I'm sorry. I was going to ask you how important, because you mentioned about what we drink. How important is hydration, water to be exact? You know, that's so interesting. I just had that conversation again with the patient. Many times we think we're hungry. We're really thirsty. Hmm. And many of us are underhydrated. We don't drink enough. And it's not, and it's not Coke and it's not um, other sweetened beverages. It's plain old good old water. So, yes, it's extremely critical. And, of course, now in this heat, uh, you know, people just underestimate that totally. But, yes, water intake is extremely critical. But either there can be other liquids too, not not heavily sugared fruit juices or those kinds of things. But coffee and tea, unfortunately, if they're caffeinated, don't count. So there's a lot of you just have to make some wise hydration choices. But yes, my, I would venture to say many people are bordering on dehydration. They don't think about it. They don't yeah, like yeah. water. Well, let's find something you'll drink that works, okay? We have to work yeah. on that a lot. Yeah, yeah. Bonnie, what about supplements? Are you, are you in favor of supplements, or, or do you suggest that, or should we just get them out of our, out of our food? Or what, 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 what's, what's your posture on that? You know, that's another area that is um, a lot of money. And let okay. me tell you about herbs and supplements. Yes, okay. there are some that have great efficacy. However, there could be serious complications if you're taking an herb that your doctor doesn't know about. I'll give you an example. Mm -hmm. um, the minister at our church um, was a, um, his son is actually a physician. Mm -hmm. So he went in for surgery and he couldn't, they couldn't get his blood clotting time where it needed to be. And they said, what in the world are you we, there's no medication. We can't figure out what's going on. Well, he was taking an herb, and I can't remember exactly what it was, but it affected his clotting time. Be sure anything you put in your mouth, including a lifesaver, know what it does to your body. That's what people yeah. don't do. They yeah. just indiscriminately yeah. take whatever, and they take five times more than they need to. And, yes, there's some herbs and spices and minerals of course, and we do recommend recommend supplementation, and I'll tell you about one in a minute, that um, people do supplement. However, the ideal is to get it from your food. Unfortunately, we don't eat well enough. Yeah. And for children, it's a necessity that they're on a good multivitamin. Okay. The elderly, um, yeah. and again, because their bodies don't absorb as well. So. But, but again, know the right amount. Don't go buy something that's very expensive. If you've gone into a supplement store and never looked around, it's exorbitant what people take. And then the other really important thing there, it can interfere with your medications. So again, every single solitary thing needs to be you need to know what it is and what the side effects are. And a lot of people don't do that. Thousands of dollars are spent on, may, yeah. which may or may not help you. May or may not help you. Bonnie, what about the person 
who wants to transition to becoming a vegan. Okay. Uh, uh, tell me what should that road look like if you're going to make that transition? Well, first of all, you have to quantify or you have to identify what kind of a vegetarian are you? Okay. There's mm -hmm. three different types. Okay. The first about is, that. is the true vegan. Mm -hmm. That person eats no protein source, animal, fish, everything comes is plant-based. Okay. Mm -hmm. The second type is what we call lacto-ova vegetarian, and those individuals drink milk, milk products, eat eggs, cheese, and they're called lacto-ova vegetarian. Mm -hmm. Then we have another category called the pesca vegetarian, and those individuals eat fish. They don't mm -hmm. eat anything else, but they eat fish. Mm -hmm. So the critical part is, to know what you are okay mm -hmm. I'm a vegetarian well, what does that mean I have to ask patients all the time well tell me what what what's your understanding well um, and then they kind of stumble I said well do you eat eggs yes do you eat cheese yes mm -hmm. so you actually are a lacto over vegetarian all three can be um, can work Mm -hmm. The vegan has to be sure, though, that they're getting a high biological protein, okay? Because okay. it's hard, harder for a vegan to get the necessary protein that they need. So we have to work with them a little closer. Sometimes they'll use a protein powder. They, it depends. You have to work with those individuals a little more rigorously than you do the, the, the lacto-ova. One of the diets that I'm, I don't like that word, but eating plans that yeah. I find is very, very um, successful and was just rated as one of the best diets of, uh, recently, and it's called the Mediterranean diet. And I don't know mm -hmm. if you're familiar with that at all. I've heard of it, I've heard of it before. And for two summers, I didn't get to go this summer because it was canceled. I went to the Gold Ring School of Culinary Medicine at Tulane. And the basis of their whole program is the Mediterranean diet. It's the same now at UT School of Public Health. It's a very, it's plant-based, but you do have fish and um, very well balanced, but in my mind, very um, successful. And it's, but it's the native diet in, in many Mediterranean countries when, when it's called the Mediterranean diet. So to answer your question, yes, all three, but you have to be a little more careful if you're a strict vegan. Okay, okay, okay. Now we always hear about portion control. <laughs> when you say portion control, what do you mean? What, what portion are we trying to control? All of them. That's our problem. <laughs> that is true. If you look exponentially over the last 20 years, mm -hmm. just pull up information. Mm -hmm. I did a, a, a wellness program for um, Marathon Oil for their uh, executives for a year. It was fascinating. And I would uh, talk about portions, and we're going to talk about portions. And two guys on the back said, where did they find her? Because I was yeah. telling them that the portion, okay, here's, here, you ready? I'm going to give okay. you a portion. Yeah. Meat, four, 
six ounces max, four to six ounces. Chicken, mm -hmm. fish, come on, go out mm -hmm. to eat. Where can you find, even hardly find a six ounce filet? Anywhere? There are a yeah. few places. Okay. Wow. Vegetables, a half to three fourths of a cup. You're going to say, that's about three bites. Now, yeah. it could maybe be more depending on your activity, your age, your sex, your, I mean, I'm giving you a standard plate. And what right. we base all of our plans on is called the My Plate Method. Half mm -hmm. of the plate's fruits and vegetables, a fourth is meat, and a fourth is grain or starch, and then you've got a milk category. That's about 2,000 calories a day. Wow. So portion, yes. What we know or what we say in the Center for Disease says, the reason we have morbid obesity problems mm -hmm. in this country is just what you said, portions. And the restaurant industry is not going to support you in that, okay? The bigger, the more, the bigger the portions are, the more they're going to sell. Yeah, so yeah. exponentially, okay, let's take a Coke, and we'll t I want to talk a little bit about sodas in a minute. Okay. Eight ounce was a serving. Do you remember mm -hmm. that? Right. We've now gone back to eight ounces. But the, the industry, I did a big project for the state of Texas in schools, and the schools were reimbursed more if they sold 20-ounce drinks. Hmm. Really? Do you know how much sugar and caffeine yeah. is in a 20-ounce drink of yeah. soda? So there's a great question, and I'm glad you asked that. We know for a fact, and when I tell people, okay, you want to go on a weight management program today, right now? It's not going to cost you anything. In fact, you'll save some. Take everything you eat tomorrow and cut it in half. Hmm. Just start. I'm not yeah. telling you to get rid of anything. Wow. I'm not wow. telling you. I'm saying cut it in half. Just cut it in half. Mm -hmm. Wow. If you looked at a great websites, the CDC, their mm -hmm. information, the United States Department of Agriculture, they give great information, but it's the portions. And restaurants, trust me, the portion you get is usually for enough for three or four people. But we, we expect that. Well, yeah. you know, I'm paying all this money. I'm going to have this. They want, and they're not going to cut their portions willfully. As opposed to Eastern European countries, Mediterranean countries, we are the ones that have just really, mainly yeah. because of the affluence, we can. We and can, yeah. Yeah, but portion, yeah. yeah, that's a great question. Great question. Yeah, but, you know, because you figure that if someone does that, they, they say, well, uh, I'm still hungry. Or as you said, I, I paid all this money for this meal. I went to this nice restaurant. So I, I want my plate covered. And, and yet, you're so right about that. And so, what are the ramifications of us not controlling our portions? Well, I worry a little bit about adults. I'm petrified about the children in the United States. I'm really petrified. And the ramifications are that we, oh, the other thing that's interesting, you are born with a natural satiety value, okay, meaning, a natural click off to tell you 
when a child is breastfed as opposed to bottle fed, what happens? How do you know when a breastfed baby is satisfied? Hmm. You don't check the bottle, do you? Because right. you no, don't know. No. What right. do they do? They go to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but the mother who's who's bottle feeding is not feeling successful unless that whole bottle goes in. Yeah. yeah. Clean your yeah. plate. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. have a natural satiety value. Yeah. But we overextend that. And then hunger, after a certain point, you're really not hungry. If you've eaten a pretty substantial meal. Now, if you're an athlete or if you, there, when I'm, all the things I'm saying depend completely on your energy levels or what you need. Mm -hmm. So if you're a mm -hmm. runner or a football player or whatever, then you're going to need more. That's what I'm trying right, to say. Right, but the basic. Right you know, the basic serving we recommend is about 2000 calories a day and then not much less than 1500 because your body will not, it'll just better if you're eating the almost recommended amount somewhere between 15, 18. So these low calorie 800. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Mm -hmm. So, so Bonnie, we have viewers that are watching, will be watching, and they're saying, okay, I believe you. You got me. I'm guilty. But where do I start? They say, okay, I realize that I'm not healthy. I, I like that you said, you didn't say BMI, you didn't say weight. You said, are you healthy? And they realize that they're not healthy. And what's contributing to their unhealthiness uh, has been their portion control. It has been, you know, this kind of runaway I wouldn't even call it dieting, but it's their eating plan. That, that is an eating plan. And so where do you start? Someone's watching right now, and, and they, they want to they wanna get it right before they have amputations or before they're hospitalized. You know, where do we start? I mean, we're so far off the rail, and, and, and we love these sugary drinks, and we love big pieces of, of cake and bluebell ice cream, and, <laughs> and we, just, you know, we, we, we just have this, this mode of living now. Uh, so where do we start in, in, in the quest? Of being healthy well I think first of all again I'm going to go back to children it's got to start when they're little tiny people mm -hmm. and hopefully um, but let's say that doesn't happen let's say you're on down the road I'm mm -hmm. very uh, I have to be careful of what I say here be very careful before you have any surgical procedure to help you lose weight. Am I saying, I mean, I work with people on a daily basis. You can do it yourself. I'm going to be quick. Mm -hmm. You can lose three pounds a week safely. At the end of the year, what is that? If you're losing three pounds a week, yeah. but it's not going to be quick. Yeah. You're not yeah. going to walk out and be what you were. But if you think about having major, major surgery, uh -huh. I have to work with you sometimes on the back end after you've had it. So to answer your question, it's got to start early. And, mm -hmm. and parents and individuals have got to take responsibility. They don't. It's acceptable. Okay. Some of this is acceptable. But when you see the staggering health care costs, the reason Tulane 
got the um, started the culinary medicine. They got a grant from the United States Department of Health. Can we do anything to impact the rise in morbid obesity, heart disease, hypertension, diabetes through diet? That's how they got it. And they've proven that it that can happen. Not medicine, not but by preparing foods. The other thing that I will say that's been a real advent of weight gain and, and unhealthiness is all the processed foods, okay. the junk foods, the, the um, fortunately snack machines are getting a little better, but all the processed foods. Sometimes this will be kind of fun when you go to the grocery store. Watch what people have in their basket. Yeah, I do that. Yeah, okay, okay. When they check out. And my, my children say, Mom, I mean, you're weird. I said, just look what people have in their basket. Mm -hmm. So a lot of it, when you say to start, first of all, you just got to make the commitment. Hopefully you have a good physician um, that was going to tell you that you need to adopt some healthy eating habits. Unfortunately, that only happens sometimes when your cholesterol is out the wazoo or your blood glucose or your high blood pressure. All those things can be controlled by eating better. Maybe not eliminated, but controlled. So I think you have a good physical. Uh, go in with the mindset, am I healthy? Can I, can I do better? And then when you think of the outrageous healthcare costs that are associated with mm. some of the things we're talking about the medicines mm. the medicines are just i'm not a medicine person do i take medicine yes yeah. but that's another thing we're, there's a pill we can fix it okay yeah, no yeah, you can yeah. fix it if you take some control over what you're doing the other thing that um i really emphasize because i work with uh professional counselors too, and I work in several behavior hospitals, if people will learn to be mindful about their eating, what are you eating? Mm -hmm. You can ask a patient, what'd you have for breakfast? I don't remember. So mm -hmm. mindful meaning, you know, did you enjoy it? Did it have good colors? Did you like it? Um, not everybody wants to cook. That's okay. But home prepared meals are a great way to do it. And of course, I would tell you, if you really have some health issues, to see a registered licensed dietitian and get on a program. And many times the physician will recommend that, especially for, for diabetes, which is almost imperative that you see a dietitian, um, hypertension, mm -hmm. um, elevated cholesterol, lipids, those types of things. There are conditions where you need some management to help you get started and meal plans and educational plans to get started. But it can just make a tremendous, tremendous difference in um, a lot of things and how you feel yeah, yeah, emotionally. Yeah. You know, I really, it came to bear because we're here, a lot of people are, are, are dying because of COVID. Uh, and, and we know that also there's some underlying pre-existing conditions a lot of times. Not all the time, but a lot of times associated with it. So, but for those pre-existing conditions, maybe they may have had the COVID, maybe they could have survived the COVID. 
And so just that's why I'm just so inquiring about the times we're living in now. You're right, people are, are at home and, and some are cooking, so some, some are doing great. And there's some that's going to the other side of the spectrum in which they're out all the time, eating all the time. And, and they're kind of what, what we call it, comfort food. They're, yes. they're, they're, they're partaking of comfort food. And yet the, the comfort food uh, has some catastrophic consequences. Yes. And so that, that's why I wanted us to, to hear uh, directly from you. Um, one last question before you go, Bonnie. Um, <laughs> what are probiotics? Oh, probiotics. Well, probiotics uh, help in your digestion, especially in the digestive tract. Again, uh, that's something that I think you need to do under advisement or let your doctor know. Can they assist? Yes. Can they help you maybe absorb better? Yes. But don't just indiscriminately take anything like that unless, unless your doctor really knows about it. So it's to aid in your digestion and assist. Some of the natural ones are yogurt, uh, buttermilk, which nobody drinks anymore. Nobody drinks buttermilk. Don't say that word, buttermilk. Oh, my God. I, I have, I have some, some very uh, horrible, horrific memories about buttermilk. Man, my, my, grandfather, my, my grandfather thought that was the only way you ever got with anything cornbread and buttermilk. Yeah, but you, yeah. you say buttermilk now, and people are like, What are you talking about? But oh. you know, that was the mainstay in the refrigerator was buttermilk. So, any uh, yogurt, buttermilk, any kind of thing that may a little bit more acidic. Um, yeah. and the pro, but to answer your question, yeah, and there's some efficacy. Is it the cure all? No, um, but it could help. And the other thing I'll, I'll leave you with, which is an interesting, interesting topic. Um, where's your second brain? Hmm. Where is your, your second, second brain? Your second brain? Mm-hmm. Where is it? Oh, my goodness. I going to say my wife, but no. <laughs> it's your gut. Uh, your gut. Your, your, your importance of your gut. That's right. Your and gut. so we tell patients that. Where's your second brain? It's yeah. your gut. So many times when there are issues and stress issues and all kinds of things, your your gastrointestinal system responds <laughs> neurologically yeah. and whatever. So we say, where's your second brain? So, you know, you say, think with your gut. Well, your gut's going to tell you about eating, too. Wow, so if you, get, wow, wow. if you get upset and you have a lot of people that have colitis or other kinds of diseases, it's because there's all that mind body together. So the mind, the body, and the spirit have to all be together. Every one of them. Amen. Amen. Bonnie, I thank you so much. I mean, you <laughs> bring just a just just a, a plethora of just history and training and experience, and and you shared it here at the table. Because I'm always say is that the Bible tells the importance of that our, our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, and yet God wants us to be good stewards over our temples. And so I think part of that is becoming knowledgeable about what does it require. And I like what you said, if nothing else today, and that is about being healthy. And so there it is, kitchen table fans and guests. And and I I need you to get this and share this with someone and bring people to the table and listen to it again, watch it again, and start your discipline process toward healthiness. And I pray that God will bless you and God will keep you. And I'll see you next week right here at the kitchen table. Have a great day, guys. (music) 